If everyone will be seated, we're ready to start. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see each and everyone here. We know we're missing a few due to illness and people being out of town and so forth, but we rejoice on this first Sunday of 2013 that we can praise the Lord for all that he has done for us. And for those who were here at the breaking of bread, we sang about the name of the Lord Jesus this morning at the breaking of bread and how he owns up to his name, lives up to his name. He's the Savior, and he has so many names and titles. And this morning we're going to sing this beautiful song called Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And it's number 172 in the Red Book. It was written by a lady named Leila Long. Let's sing it with all our hearts. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. been names that I have loved to hear, but never has there been a name so dear as the heart divine, as the name divine, the precious, precious name of Jesus. Jesus is the Just the same as his lovely name, and that's the reason why I love him so. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. There is no name in earth or heaven above that we should give such honor and such love as the blessed name let us all acclaim that wondrous glorious name of Jesus Jesus is the sweetest name I know and he's just the same as
What a blessing, the sweet name of Jesus. I was thinking when Dave was sharing today, suppose he had chosen a long name, a hard-to-pronounce name, one that you would stumble over and be hard with. Suppose he said Mephibosheth. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. But he didn't. He chose a simple name, but with such a powerful meaning. It means Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Savior. He's the one who came down as God, down to our world, to go to the cross for you and for me. To give us salvation. And as we heard this morning too, it's a simple message of salvation. All you have to do is believe in Jesus, accept him into your heart, believe that he died on the cross for your sins, and you'll have eternal life and you'll have it now. So praise be to God for that. In a few moments, we're going to have a message by our dear brother Adel Ackle, our senior pastor. And prior to that, Ginny is going to favor us with a beautiful solo. But before we continue with the meeting, we'll ask our brother Byron Lance to come up and open in prayer. Good morning and Happy New Year. I was reminiscing too of what a blessing it is to be here today to know that blessed name of Jesus. We're in a world that um, seems like in uh, John chapter 1 that doesn't know him. Matter of fact, they're trying to get rid of him. And that makes me rejoice even more this morning because I'm here and he's my Savior. What a wonderful name, Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Blessed Father, we just thank you again that we begin a new year. We begin another journey, Lord, down that path that you have before us. We come here this morning, and we want to praise you and worship you with all our hearts. We ask that you hide Adel behind the cross. Give him that message for us, Lord, from your heart into ours. Lord, as we pray all the time, deep in our hearts, if there is a soul out there today, may today be that day of their salvation. May they be touched by the words they hear, by what they see in those servants of yours. Lord, your, your name is blessed, and we thank you. In your lovely and precious name we pray. Amen. Well, we're back to our regular meetings this week. It's such a blessing. We've had two weeks of vacation, as it were, Christmas vacation, celebrated Christmas and New Year's, and now it's time to start back to our meetings. And so tomorrow night at 7.30, we'll have a men's prayer meeting in the fellowship room. We'll have women's Bible study here in the sanctuary, and we look forward to those meetings. On Wednesday night, the worship team is going to practice at 6 o'clock, and then following that, we'll have our sing-along and Bible study as we continue back to our book of Ephesians, right? Where are we now? Ephesians chapter 5. So let's be studying and preparing for that. And then Thursday women's class will resume also at 10 o'clock in the morning and then our Friday groups as well. Speaking of resuming, guess what's coming up next Monday? A week from tomorrow, choir starts back again. We had a little break, and now we're ready to start back in afresh for the year 2013. We're going to have a great year. We always do. The Lord always blesses us. We thank God for our choir. We thank God for Sylvia, our choir director, and Randy, and Sonia, who runs the sound system, and everyone who has a part in the music ministry. It is a blessing, so we continue with that. So bring your songbooks in so that Sonia can give us our new music for Easter, and that will be the next major program, will be the Easter uh, program. So we look forward to that as well. A couple other announcements for the month. 
We're going to have a special video night and dessert night on Wednesday night, the 16th of January at 7.30. And then our men's dinner will be on Monday night, the 21st of January at 7 o'clock. You can see Jim Hyde to sign up for that, so we look forward to that. Also, if you haven't already picked one up, we've got new bulletins for the month of January and for the new year, a new year dawns. Who knows, this could be our last year on earth before the Lord comes. Let's serve him faithfully, give all to him, and he will richly bless us. Now Ginny is going to favor us with a solo, and then our brother Adel will bring us the message. Clearly 
just like a friend should be. He's just as real to me as if I held his hand a million times. And though I've never seen him smile, I know I felt him You know, it's a privilege, good morning, uh, to have Ginny two Sundays in a row and uh, singing because I'm preaching too. Thank you, Ginny. He is so real to me. And if Jesus is not real to you, I pray this morning that he will be as real as he is to each and every person who have, who have experienced him as Savior. Well, I wanted to, to do two things today before my, the word of God. But uh, I wanted to tell you something about a young lady here. She belongs to the youth group, and uh, I love her very much. And she got saved last year. And uh, when she got saved, she wrote a few poems, and she started sending them to me. And uh, I, uh, I don't want to embarrass this lady, but I have to uh, help you so you know who she is, right? Uh, Gigi. Where is Gigi? This, uh, she's somewhere, sitting somewhere. Are you hiding yourself, Gigi? Oh, yeah. She's blushing. She's blushing. And uh, her salvation was so real. So she sent me last year... A poem, I said, one day, I'm going to read it to the church. So allow me, Gigi, after your permission, and allow me to uh, read to you this poem. It blessed my heart. Oh, how you remind me now. She's addressing Jesus. Call my name and show me how. How do I find my way home? I'll walk with you and not alone. Take my hand and lead me there. In your love, I will share. You're my father, and I'm your child. You took my heart, and now I'm no longer wild. <laughs> you were not wild, but that's okay. <laughs> you took my heart, and now I smile. Because no matter what I know, 
will carry me the extra mile. I may stumble and I may fall, but through everything I hear your call. Only in your name I find a comfort and heart so kind. I know I'm always on your mind, and I hope that through me your love will shine. Amen. Amen. So we have a poet. I hope it touched you as it touched my heart. This is from a heart. At that time, in, in uh, 2012, at that time after she accepted the Lord Jesus as her Savior. And that's genuine. So thank you, Gigi. May the Lord use you and use every, every young girl, every teenager we have. I have news for you. You're going to be used in 2013. You are going to be put to the test and come up with work that will bless each and every one. There is nothing that blesses the hearts of the fathers and mothers when their children start blossoming in the work of the Lord. So may God bless you all. Now, to our message. Please pray before we start for those who couldn't make it today. There's a lot of illness. I was reading in the paper last week that the flu came late. And uh, sure came late. And uh, now it's sweeping the United States. So take care of yourselves. Eat a lot of broccoli. <laughs> and vitamin C's. We're going to ba go back to eating broccoli on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> and uh, uh, keep yourself warm, and I hope we'll see all of them. Almost all, over one-third of the church are ill today. Thank God they are not in the hospital, but the flu season, and they better stay home and get well, and they'll be back with us next Sunday. We close the door of last year with the encouraging words of Samuel the prophet, who remembers, still one week, thus far, the Lord has helped us. That was, we closed it. By his mercy, we find ourselves at the threshold of a new year, with a new door wide open for us. You know, there are open doors in life. And in every life, as a matter of fact, doors for high achievements, uh, for usefulness in any kind of work you, are, you have, and spiritual discoveries for those who mean to go forward with the Lord. And as we go through life, we go through different circumstances that on many occasions, these circumstances look as barriers to reaching our goals. But we truly should focus not on the barriers, but on the calling that God has gave us. And so many times, those barriers that we think they are barriers, they are elements that will help us reach our goals. 
And we should have the discernments, if I may, to treat these barriers as opportunities to open the doors for us. That's the challenge. Mind you, there are no open doors for you to go through without opposition. Remember that. We call them challenges, okay? Challenges. Uh, we call them difficulties, difficulties. But there never is an opportunity without opposition. Paul writes to the Corinthians, and this is the subject. For a white door, for effective service, has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. And there are many adversaries. The very first word I want to share with you is a door is open, and thank God he gave us a new year. Are you with me? Thank God for the new year. Amen. This is the sixth day of the new year, and we're all here. Those who are here. And let's rejoice that God has given us the good health to be at church this first Sunday of 2013 so we can hear the word of God and we can achieve what we wanted to achieve with the help of the Almighty. An open door is open. And you know, there are so many doors that God allows us to go through nowadays. And I want to take three little subjects so I can challenge you with and maybe help you uh, go through the year. I believe there's an open door now for each and everyone for a richer fellowship with God. A richer fellowship with God. Fellowship with God has no attraction for people who do not know the Lord Jesus as, as their Savior. They, they do not understand the fellowship with God. You might want to say walking with God. We talked about that many times. But God has awakened a new nature in us who are Christ's. And that new nature has both the hunger and the capacity for spiritual joys in walking with him. The purest joy, I believe, that's my experience, on this side of heaven is having fellowship with God. That's the highest, the purest, the ultimate joy is we can have one-on-one uh, -on -one with God on a daily basis and talk to him. And that's what we call fellowship. That's what we call fellowship. At the beginning of this new year, our Heavenly Father is calling you and me, calling us all, to a closer fellowship with himself. A richer one. The Apostle John writes in 1 John 1.13, For our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine with me that you have fellowship daily, on a daily basis, with God, the creator of this world. 
whom we heard of this morning, who has so many names. He created us, and the Creator says, I would like to have fellowship with you. I would, have, I would like to commune with you. And I would like to have such an understanding on a daily basis, before you take off and leave your house, I want to go with you wherever you go. Is there any better feeling and assurance than this one? Who's your friend? Jesus Christ. Oh, you are exaggerating. No, but he came to be your friend. He came to walk with you. He came to walk with me. He is, he says, my delight is with the people I created. With the son of man, Adam. My delight. Are you the son of Adam? Are you children of Adam? Are we? Yes, we are. Are we sinners? Yes, we are. And thank God I can say, and those who know Christ, they can say, I am a sinner, but saved by grace. And that's why, that's why I enjoy the challenge of my Savior and the fellowship that he has established with me. After all, as we said, he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, isn't he? That's what the Bible says. And in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he writes, we are called for this eternal fellowship because God faithful, he is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. All the friends that we make, at a certain time we lose them. They are loyal friends, and thank God for them. But one day, we either leave this world, and they leave, we lose them. But there is no friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. There is no friend who sticks to you better than a brother, and who will be in fellowship with you throughout eternity. Get me a better one. Then we'll change. With all the respect to the friends and loyals we have, Jesus is above them all. Amen. He is the one. Someone said, the Lord has many treasuries and secrets all shut up from carnal minds with locks which they cannot open. But he, he who walks in fellowship with Jesus possesses the master key which will admit him to, the, to all the blessings of the promises. Yes, to the very heart of God. We need a richer fellowship with God. Are you with me with that? Please, Lord, I want to walk with you. I want to be closer to you. I thank you for this door that you've opened for me. He will take our hand and lead us through thick or thin and will deliver us. The psalmist once wrote, I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. This is the fellowship that God wants to have with you and with me. Are you ready for this? 
shall we seize the opportunity? There be difficulties. But Paul continued on. And you know what he said about difficulties? He was writing to the Corinthians and he told them, you know, I fought savages in Ephesus. I fought, fought peace in Ephesus. Did, did he mean that he, he met a lion on the streets of Ephesus, which was a very well-known city there? No. He met adversaries. They come in different kinds. They come with different faces. They come with different schemes. And we see them. Oh, we know them. With that, he called them adversaries. And we have them. You know, the moment we put the name outside our church, San Ramon Valley Bible Church, I said here, the devil does not like the light, especially at night. He does not like you to be called a true Christian. Remember, we have to live Christianity. We live in fellowship with God. And Satan does not like you walking with God side by side. But he says, you know, he is preserving you. He is with you as long as you're walking with him. He takes you by the hand, and with him we shall reach the other shore. Amen. A door is open. Hopefully we all take it to a richer fellowship with God. Another door is open for challenging opportunities. That's a little bit difficult. Challenging opportunities. Do you have challenges? If I ask you to lift your hands, I think each and every one says, I have challenges. Do we have problems? Yeah. Do we have difficulties in life? Yes, we do. But these, let's call them opportunities. These challenges. The last day, I have news for you of the last year is shut against us. We cannot go back. No way you can pull one day from 365 days of 2012. No way. Not one minute. So let's not look back. Let's not look, oh, I wish I, could, I, I did this. Oh, let's not look back. We talked about them last week. The Lord has just covered them. All our weaknesses, all our successes, they're gone. We cannot live on past successes, nor meditate on past weaknesses. They're all under the blood. We are starting a new year. We have a new open door for challenging opportunities. If we try to, open, to reopen the last year, do you think we'll succeed? We'll succeed? <laughs> if you have the key, the key won't work because God changed all the keys. And he gave us a new open door. The door of the new year, and by the grace of God, is swinging open. As we cannot go back to relive the old year, let us not go there with useless regress. Don't go there. Don't go about a certain... And Satan brings to our mind, oh... A certain situation. And he just paints it in, in bold colors. And so many times we, he puts before our eyes where we mainly failed. 
failed. And he just starts working in our minds until we feel, oh, oh, relieve me from this. This is the adversary trying. Trying to work on you. To what? To divert you from the goals that you have set or what God has for the new year for you. This is an open door. We're going to take it and we're going to run and never, never look back. This is a great door of opportunity is set before us. You have an opportunity now to serve. I want to call on the Sunday school teachers. Okay? A Sunday school teacher in your church. Consider that a God-given opportunity. I listed few. We have so many. You have a, an opportunity of leading the youth groups. We have so many on Friday nights and the single groups. And this is an open door. Consider it a God-given opportunity. We have so many opportunities. Those who serve us, who serve tables, the hospitality group, okay, babysitting, cleaning the church, taking care of all the things that need to be taken care of. <coughs> Excuse me. Watching outside. Caring for others. This is a ministry. Do it without murmuring. And take it. Take the challenge. And do it from the heart. You have... A dean announced that on the 14th, which is a week from tomorrow... The choir comes back. And I've watched. I've watched Sylvia preparing. I've watched the choir coming. I come here early and I see them coming, catching their breath uh, to make the choir. You have choir people, choir members. Yeah, I want to tell you one thing. You have the opportunity to sing. You have an opportunity to sing with the angels. Because when you start singing here, the angels start singing with you. And who hears? Abba Father. Who hears our Father? And when you start singing this, this is the greatest privilege a man or a woman can have is to sing before God and give him the glory with hymns and songs like this. So, with this, I would like to encourage the choir people with this opportunity. They are adversaries. There are difficulties. You have a commute. You have to make 6 o'clock. And I know Sylvia is very strict about 6 o'clock. I want to tell you something. Take this opportunity and say, Lord, as long as I have a breath, I want to be there because I know, thank you, because I know the heaven and earth are singing together. I encourage you this, this afternoon now. I encourage you, choir people, it's a God-given opportunity. You have an opportunity to pray for your church. And you say, I, I can't do anything in this church. Oh, I can pray. This is the greatest ministry that you may have. Okay. Pray without ceasing. Because this is a God-given opportunity. You have an opportunity to visit the sick and to go to hospitals. And there are some difficulties there because you might catch something. 
But when you go and God is going with you, the Lord will protect you. It's a God-given opportunity. Do it. You have an opportunity to save the Lord, to serve the Lord with music. And we have great music here in the church. Thank God. Thank God for our piano player. I'm not going to mention her name. We have two sitting back there in the back row. And we have others who play guitars, who play mandolins, playing. Randy plays the piano, writes songs. And all of you who are, who are, who are given this, this is and so many, so many here. The drums, you see, they are in the corner there. There's someone who plays them, and I miss him whenever he's not there. But we thank you. Without mentioning names, we thank you. This is an open door. What are you going to do with it? Use it for the Lord. Whatever gift, whatever assignment, whatever assignment God has given you, this is an open door. Use it. These few opportunities that I mentioned, and there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't mean to uh, forget anyone, bypass anyone. And you know, you know who keeps this church clean. Those people, he keeps this church clean and empty the waste baskets and go every Sunday and, and sweep this whole place and make it so beautiful, so beautiful, as if we just opened the church yesterday morning. Right? Okay. Take this opportunity. It's a God-given opportunity. People who work back there, you know, broadcasting, broadcasting what's happening right now to all the houses. May the Lord bless them. Run with this opportunity. It's a God-given opportunity to you. That's a new door, and it's there. And don't ask, what can I do? Ask me, I will tell you. I'll give you an assignment. There are so many, so many assignments. And if you, and I thank you all, and I thank God for people who are taking this opportunity and taking their membership in this church and helping and supporting with their funds. And whatever you can do, we thank you, we thank you, and God thank you. Thanks you. And guess what? He will never forget that. A door, a big door. A big door. Challenging opportunities. Do you think these things happen without difficulties? The adversary is roaming around us. Like a what Peter says, like a what? A roaring lion. He's not going to come, and sometimes he comes like an angel of, of light, right? He's not going to quit. He is going to bother you. But since when do we give in to the devil? As I said, he comes in a different forms. He comes with people talking to you to discourage you. People talking about you. People talking about your church where you belong in and you're serving in. 
Do not be discouraged. This is his doing his job, and he does it well. But let us do our job and do it better. Amen. That's our job. Not to listen to any discouragement. This is the open door that God has given us this new year. There will always be a way to fulfill the duties and opportunities that God has given you in your church. Always. Always. Let us shun those adversaries and take advantage of this opportunity in the new door that we went, we went through. I have a warning. Do not get caught in a revolving door. <laughs> have you been in the big buildings, San Francisco? The door revolves, you go there. You, yeah, you end up where you are. Do not be caught there. You go door, you go, you just go through it. I saw, many times, if there's another door than the revolving door, I go through the other door. I don't want to be caught there. And I, I was caught twice. So what is this? I don't want to use it anymore. Do not. Granted, all the news that we have are not beautiful. We don't get beautiful news. We got so many mixed news, bad news, good news. But for the Christians who have the fellowship with God and using his open door, let me tell you one thing. Bad news could be turned into new opportunities and into good news. Are you with me? Amen. As Jesus said, I am with you till the end of the world. I am the light. And as long as we are working in his light, and darkness shall not approach you. Take his hand. Be in fellowship with him. And go further. Let's light a candle and walk carrying the light of the gospel. It's not easy. It's an opportunity. We can, if we can one light one life this coming year, God will never forget it. There's a story I read, and I want to read it to you. A young girl once consulted with her pastor. She said, I cannot stick it out any longer. I am the only Christian in the factory where I work. I get nothing but taunts and sneers. It is more than I can stand. I am going to resign. You might be facing situations like this. Will you tell me, ask the pastor, where lights are placed? What has that to do with my situation? The young lady asked him. The young Christian asked him and said, please answer my question. Never mind, the minister replied, where are lives, lights placed? I repeat the question. Where are lights placed? 
Would you answer me as anyone can answer me here? You did. Yes. She, she said, I suppose, <laughs> in a dark place, as you said. Well, yes, and that is why you have been put in that place where there is such spiritual darkness and where there is no other Christian to shine for the Lord. It doesn't end here. Listen, the young Christian realized for the first time the opportunity that was hers by allowing her light to go out by overcoming those difficulties she went back to her working place with renewed determination to let her light shine in that dark corner before long she was the means of leading nine other women to the lord jesus christ turning of difficulties into great opportunities and that's what we are we're asked to do my last point the door to a greatest fullness and usefulness for Christ fully the new year is also an open door to greatest usefulness for Christ when this is all over suppose the Lord comes today when this is all over and we are on our way and we cross the river and approach the heavenly city will some of us this is I want to please listen will some of us look back for a moment wishing that we might have used our opportunities more faithfully Will some of us look back and said, I want to look how many I brought with me? Will someone think, said, I wish I have obeyed more? I wish I stayed there where God placed me. I could have gotten more people with me. When all is over and we are approaching the city of lights, we're approaching heaven. Will we look back and say, and say I could have used more opportunities. I was a coward. I did not take the challenge. I took the easy road. I did not stay with my pastor, with the elders, with people all together. I did not carry the Lord. I just slipped by. You notice that you are up there. It doesn't take your salvation away. Will you, when you start approaching heaven, would you look back and said, I could have faithfully brought something, some people with me to that beautiful, beautiful place where Jesus reigns. 
as we glimpse back while we enter now to the city and realize that all the pleasures, all the pursuits, all the concerns, all the worries, all the successes, as we look back and everything we spend time looking after our own selves. So much time wasted. Doesn't it seem strange? And doesn't look that as you approach heaven that this is a dim place, this is a dark place. As the song says, it will strangely dim in the light of his glory and of his grace. Would this mean anything then? Regrets will not do. Only you could say, if I only listened and continued the journey. We are all a church and a family. We are supposed to be taken all together. When we are taken, what you will think on the way to heaven? I wish I was more loyal. I wish I loved more. I wish I listened more. May the Lord help us to view these things now as we shall view them then. Oh, how loyal and willing and active we ought to be despite all discouragement, despite all adversaries and the attack of the devil in the matter of daily bearing our cross and following him. Let us not forget the great hope, the great hope of every believer, our great motivator, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's not forget that. That's an open door for us. And then he will take us from this scene and we shall be with him forever and ever. Are you with me? Are we going to take that open door and turn these difficulties into opportunities? If we have eyes to see, there are open doors for us everywhere. So let us get up and start serving the Lord and take advantage of this opportunity. Amen? Let's bow our heads for prayers. An open door for fellowship, an open door for taking these opportunities and challenging them and greater usefulness for Christ. We don't want to regret it. We don't want to regret. And you don't want to be caught unaware if there's someone here who would like to say, Lord Jesus, I want to be yours. 
I want to be a part of this family. I want to be a member of your family, of your church. I want to start right now. You kept me until this moment. Here I give you my life. You can do that and pray the prayer. Lord, take my life and change it. I accept you as Savior. And those who have been saved, I encourage you to take a giant step this year. And the Lord will use you in whatever situation, in whatever calling, in whatever duty you have. And he will give you success and a happy new year. Our Father, we call upon you this afternoon to help us. If we are making promises while we are praying, if we are asking you to rejuvenate our Christian life, we pray that you take our hands and help us to live the next 359 days serving you. And if there's someone that are praying in their heart, Lord Jesus, I, I, I take you as Savior. Please help them, encourage them, because you're waiting for this prayer to put your hand on them and lift them up and grow them and give them a successful life. Bless each and every family. And we pray for our brothers and sisters, the families that are sick, they couldn't make it. May you heal them and bring them back to us safely. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. The meeting is over. And may God bless you. And Happy New Year. The meeting. <laughs>